All right, well, hello, everybody. We are here to talk about how we're going to use human factors in incident investigations. So this is going to be a question and answer format. My first question for you, Alex, is, is human error a root cause? So short answer, no. But the longer reason of why, when I think about human error as a root cause, I think of human error as a symptom. People make mistakes. Mm -hmm. Um, every day while we're, while we're driving, while we're flying, while we're doing activities, people make mistakes. And so, you know, there's the old phrase, to err is human. Mm -hmm. And we want to make sure that we identify those mistakes, but it's the start of your investigation. It's not the end result. You've got to understand the systems that set people up for success and what is causing people or inhibiting people and making problems where they can't continue to do their job. So is human error root cause? No, it's the start of an investigation. It's not the, it's not the finish. And so we need to be looking for those opportunities and evaluating our processes. Just because somebody broke a rule doesn't mean they're to blame. A lot of investigations and investigators, they start their investigation out looking for their scapegoat, looking for who to blame. And when you get into the details, what you find is you know, we as companies and we as, you know, system designers, we're setting people up for failure. We, we put in place policies or procedures or guidance that make people more error prone. So somebody could be, you know, wanting to do things the right way and still make a mistake. We kind of think of it like there's active mistakes where they use the wrong tool, they did the wrong process, they did things out of order, right? That's an active mistake. Mm -hmm. But you can also have unintentional mistakes. So you can have it where a person was trying to do things the right way. They were following the procedure. They were following this work practice and they still ended up causing an error leading to an incident. Mm -hmm. Obviously there's equipment problems as well, but when we're looking at the human factors side of it, we're really just wanting to look at, you know, the intentional and even the unintentional errors that occur and what we can do to analyze those and evaluate them. Mm -hmm. So really we're trying to take a look more at what allows people to make errors rather than just blaming the person involved. Exactly. Okay. So what are some of the areas that we need to be looking at when we find that a human has made an error? So there's three areas we want you to start looking at. The first is individual performance, the next is team performance, and the third is your management system. So when we think about individual performance, there's different things that can cause people to be more likely or less likely to make a mistake. Things like fatigue, their equipment, the environment they're working in, the, the training that they've received. All these different things can affect an individual's performance and things can set them up for success or failure. So we want to look at the individual. We also want to look at the team. So how has the supervisor um, given guidance and instruction? Do the team members know what they need to do? And as they go through their day, is there resources that they need to be communicating with? It might be, you know, sometimes when we're doing work, you could be across, you know, large areas. It's not just the guys working, you know, next to each other. There's a crane operator. There's a person in a different building. So there's communications that have to happen around these organizational bounds. So we have to think about that team performance as well. Now the last one is the management system. And I think this is the one that is most often overlooked when looking at human factors. And I think part of that is because, again, people can become very blame focused, looking at the person and what mistakes they're making. 
And we want you to think about how you're setting people up for success. Leadership has a huge role in setting people up for success or failure. The way we communicate standards, the way we enforce them, the culture that we create in our systems. So we need to look at all three of those areas when we're gathering information and when we're trying to understand what we can be doing differently as an organization. Okay, yeah, all those areas sound like they'd keep our scope properly broad. Okay. So what are some of the different ways that people can make mistakes? So when people are making mistakes, we break it into seven categories when we think about the different types of mistakes. So some people, they make you know, mistakes because they weren't trained, right? I was never taught to do this. Mm -hmm. I, you know, my training covered this instance. It doesn't have all of this other information. Sometimes you can have problems where you have procedures and they're wrong. So some people don't use procedures because they're not expected to, but other times, you know, it's a big six-page document that's paragraphs, it's bulky, it's not intuitive. I mean, I'm just not going to use that. And when I don't use that procedure, well, what happens? I skip a step or I do things out of sequence or I don't do things in the right way. And so they're missing those tools that help guide them. Mm -hmm. uh, we also look at things like communications. Okay. You know, short-term memory is pretty important and there's only so much that you can remember. So if I, you know, told everybody here to remember rabbit, monkey, eagle, and, and see if you remember it in five minutes, well, that's, that may or may not still exist in your brain as we go through. So try this at home, see if you can remember that phrase. Now, when we think about team communications, while I'm handing over information across shifts, you know, if I've got to pass from one shift to another, how am I doing that communication? How am I handling that? I had an incident uh, that I was investigating with a client and they had quality was communicating with operations, but they were having all these shutdowns because of lightning. So they can't, they couldn't continue work. So they would communicate, oh, they had a shutdown, hours go past. Well, how are we communicating information so that people can keep that task, that action, that activity they need to do in their memory? Because if you know, mm -hmm. five hours go past, I may not remember the exact thing you told me to do, right? So we look at communications, we think about other things as well, like quality. You know, there's checks that we have to perform and sometimes people don't perform those quality checks or when they do, they make a mistake and they miss something. Mm -hmm. So we wanna look at how people are evaluating their quality systems, how are they interacting with their quality checks and their, their hold points. We also look at human engineering. So again, we talk about from a human factor standpoint, how am I working with my equipment? How am I dealing with the environment? All of these things can lead people to make a mistake. If it is minus 20 degrees outside, that's pretty cold. Mm -hmm. Might I make different decisions to get out of that situation or when I'm in that environment? Maybe I have to use a specific tool. Well, if it's minus 20, I'm gonna want some gloves. Mm -hmm. Well, now if this tool isn't very good with gloves on, what do I do? Do I not use the tool? Do I use the tool in an incorrect way? Do I not wear gloves? A decision has to be made here, and that's where people can make mistakes, is when we give mm -hmm. them that improper setup. So we can set people up for success by, again, thinking about what are we giving them to work with? What's the environment they're in? Um, okay. We also have got human engineering, human, for, human uh, work direction. So we have work mm -hmm. direction that can guide people, right? So what's the purpose of a supervisor? What do you think? What's the purpose of a supervisor? 
Make sure people don't do the wrong thing. Make sure people don't do the wrong thing. So they've got to prepare people. They've got to brief them. They've got to observe them while they're doing those operations. Mm -hmm. And if your supervisor doesn't tell you about a hazard that's in place, or, or there's something that's not talked about, we didn't realize mm -hmm. that this was going to be a problem, we didn't talk about it during the briefing, maybe we make mistakes. Mm -hmm. So that preparation and that, that, that work preparation that goes into setting people up for success is another area we want to look at. And finally, and I bring it up again, management systems. Mm -hmm. What are our standards? How are we enforcing them? How are we actually ensuring that our standards work? How do we ensure that our standards are being followed? How do we make sure that we're correcting when we find problems? Because there's rarely a standard that's perfect. I mean, I'm, I'm sure they exist, but they're not the ones I wrote. Um, you know, there's always something that can be improved on. And so if you're not out there evaluating and looking at your standards and, and looking at how people are interacting with them and how they're actually being put in place and used, that's where you're going to miss something. Mm -hmm. So those are seven areas you can look at for, you know, evaluating human factors in your organization and in your incident investigations. Yeah, if I ever found a human error, um, I wouldn't really think to ask the questions in all of those systems, so that's really good to keep the scope broad. Okay, so how can we help people investigate human factors? Well, there's two things that we can offer that help people with this. The, the first is, you know, just like you were saying, people need guidance to ask the right questions. If you're not a human performance expert, you might not know what mm -hmm. questions to ask. Even with those categories that I gave you, knowing where to go look is, you know, it's a knowledge thing. It takes time to learn. Mm -hmm. But we, we decided to take um, a, a knowledge-based approach and we created what we call as an expert-guided system. So Taproot uh, gives you the right questions to ask. All these human performance questions are built into our RCA method. We're making sure that your people are asking the right questions, that they are digging down and getting to real root causes that you can fix. And so going through and learning about our process is really going to help you become that human factors expert for your organization and make sure that you're asking the right questions. The second thing that people need to do is they need to think about being proactive because if you're waiting for investigate to investigate accidents, somebody's already gotten hurt. Mm -hmm. So we want to be proactive in our, in, in our investigations. And again, by having that guidance of what to look for and with Taproot, that list of human factors best practices, you can go out and evaluate your systems to see, you know, what types of communications your people are using, what types mm -hmm. of problems you have right now with your procedures before somebody makes a mistake. So again, being proactive is, I think, extremely critical. Very good. Now, there's, there's two things that people need to go look for. Uh, they need to go check out our five-day course, which okay. is our advanced uh, course. It goes in depth on both you know, the taproot process for low and high risk. Okay. So you're going to go in depth on all seven of those categories we talked about. Uh, also, you can check out the Stopping Human Error course that we have in our catalog. It's a great course that's, all, that's not on the reactive. It's all about being proactive. How do I prevent errors in the field before someone gets hurt? And how do I set up our systems and evaluate our systems to make sure that we're putting in place good human factors-based 
methods that have backing of research, backing of decades of experience, and aren't just relying on people to catch their own mistakes. So I highly recommend both people check out those two things. You can also see other videos we have on the channel. Check out the, the link for the uh, upcoming courses in the five-day course of the Stop Human Error course, and check out these other videos.